Yo, 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 it's the P-Dot Show. I'm your host of the Clear Mind Fitness Podcast. Let's go. It's Clear Mind Fitness, baby. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Welcome back to the episode of the Clear Mind Fitness Podcast. Episode 108. That's 108. That's uno. Zero ocho Uno zero ocho Hey Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back Welcome back Thank you Thank you It's so glad to be back It's so glad I'm so glad to be back For another episode of the Claremont Fitness Podcast Episode 108 Today's episode is called Primetime Heroes and Villains Primetime Heroes and Villains This week's episode is brought to you by the current events that have happened over the last week and as of today, as of today, at this recording, Brittany Griner has been released from the UAE. She has been released from Russia. She has uh, been transported back. She's coming back to the United States of America. We've got to give that up. Got to give that up. Brittany Griner is, she's coming back home. She's coming back home. She's coming back home. And um, there are a lot of things that have been unfolding in the, the last week, uh, the current events, like I said, but that was just something at the forefront that I wanted to make sure that we put out there because there have been a lot of things that have been said about how people feel and where we're going from here and the progress that we have made and the progress that hasn't quite came to fruition as of yet. So that's why I named today's episode Primetime because we want to talk about Deion Sanders and the aspect of being a hero and being a villain. Now, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Dark Knight Rises, you know, um, where, you know, we have the Joker, you know, the Dark Knight with, with uh, the, the Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises are both of my favorite Batman movies. So when Bane and Heath Ledger, those are like my favorite villains. Uh, coming in third would probably be Thanos if I had to like pick a villain because I, I've never been so much up on villains and uh, until I got older because, you know, coming up, I always had the aspect of the heroes always do the best work. The heroes are the ones, the, the most beloved. And a lot of times the hero aspect, it looks like how people want it to be because it's a fantasy, you know, and no one really wants to be the villain because people don't want to not be liked, but they want to be liked among the masses, but it's all about who their target audience is to see if they can convey the messaging that they want to hear and incentivize their interest. So I like villains like I said, I, I, as I've gotten older and even when it goes back to like, you know, I used to be the biggest Dragon Ball Z fan. And even though everyone loves the beloved Goku, I was always had that that spot for Vegeta because it was like I've always been like the underdog in my life. So I've always felt as if like I could relate to that story, you know, and everyone loves like an underdog story because they can always relate and as i told you before i don't want to be right about things i want to be relatable so a lot of times people can relate to a villain because they can identify hurt right and a lot of things come into that that mindset when you say you want to identify the hurt so pain is relatable but it's all about how you respond to the hurt because heroes get hurt as well villains get hurt but when a villain gets hurt they want to hurt because the world hurt them but when a hero gets hurt they don't want anyone else to feel that pain. That's why they come in to save people most of the time, if not all the time. 
that's what gives them the credit of being a hero because you saved someone from some type of trauma, some type of situation that they were in. So we take in Deion Sanders. Now, I've seen he's got a lot of backlash for the decision that he made to leave JSU to go to Colorado, the University of Colorado. And one of the things that I've seen is that whenever there's a a black person of any type of substance, like when I say that, I'm saying more like when you get in any prominent position to be at the forefront. So when you at the forefront of a prominent position, there are a lot of things that come with that title, with that, that platform. And most people look at Deion Sanders as a hero, but some are viewing him as a villain because they feel as if he led a lot of people on in the decision process going along the way. Because he he left, Let, let's get the backstory. So he started coaching at, at JSU because no one else would give him the opportunity to be a big-time coach because, if, to my understanding, he wanted to uh, coach at Florida State, his alma mater. But they weren't interested because he didn't have enough experience yet. They So they you, you don't necessarily have – a whole plethora of black coaches just being hired at a rapid rate. It just doesn't happen that way. So what he did was he went to uh, Jackson state that gave him an opportunity to present himself to get the experience on the job. So in a sense uh, to get a big time person like Deion Sanders to go to JSU was a monumental step because he brings that class. He brings that, that fashion. He brings the, the name recognition. So alone, him having the name recognition brought people to that program. And in the last two years, he went 27-5, and five and he won two championships. So you, you, you look at it in that aspect, he's looked at as a, as a hero. But he's also viewed as a villain because now he's leaving a space that he created so he can create somewhere else. <laughs> so I look at it like this. From that aspect of you getting – top recruits, four or five star recruits to come to your program and you tell these these kids, their families, that you're going to be there for the long run. I'd rather just have, and I don't know the exact, uh, you know, uh, the approach that they go about when they trying to recruit these players, but I do know a little bit about the the surface building, the, the structure building of it, because you have to incentivize their interest to even get them to leave top colleges to come to your program. So, I can understand why he's leaving because he even made a quote saying you either get elevated or you get terminated, especially as a black coach, because if you if you fail at that opportunity, it's not necessarily. It's not guaranteed that you'll get another opportunity to do that again. So now that since he had that opportunity where he came in, changed the system, brought championships to a program, and now he's elevating himself. So. Some people may view that as being a hero, but some may view it as being a villain because now you're leaving a program, but you're trying to better yourself. But when I said about being a black person in a prominent role, there are a lot of expectations that come with your color. So when you are one of the first to do some of these things that we haven't seen before, those expectations become heavy. And here it is now, we expect Deion Sanders to stay where he's at even though he just think about it. if you were at your job, okay, and yes, you 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 said you're gonna work there, you're gonna be there, but you're outperforming what the initial understanding is. 
you're going to want a pay raise at some point, right? So I get it by saying that, no, he need, he needed to stay there. He needed to beat it and round around those guys, be around those guys, round them up, and keep that that formula, keep that winning strategy. He can do that somewhere else. But I say it's, it's, it's messed up. Because just take Barack Obama, for instance, when we were like, oh, he's the first black president. He's the first this. So he's like, you're the first. So when you're the first, you have high expectations. People expect a lot of you. But the goal is to have more of us in those rooms so we don't have to get so fixated on what a person is or is not doing because it doesn't make or break us one one either way. But in a sense, as a people, if we get more of us in those rooms, we don't have to sit up here and berate him for the decision that he's making for him and his family. Because you have to put yourself in that position to think about that for a second. Because now he's being villainized for making a decision to better himself. Now, granted, it's more about the team. Yes, together everyone achieves more. But at the same time, he's going about it in a way that he's trying to elevate himself. Because if he wasn't doing good, trust me, that list of jobs would be shorter, shorter, and shorter. So I get, you know, some of the backlash that he's getting. I do. In the same breath... He's not to be viewed as a villain when he's still trying to incorporate young black men, give them an education and teach them the right morals and values along the way. That's something that's very important. You can't please everybody. But if there were more of us in these rooms, more of us in these situations, we wouldn't be so fixated on what he's doing or what he hasn't done for the culture. Now, granted, now if he can get another coach, another black coach to come in. And I heard him uh, reference someone that's very close to him and that's been a coach there already. So if you can infiltrate that system like that and start putting your people in those prominent positions and start elevating them, you should be viewed as, as a hero, hero, right? But don't necessarily look at it as if that's a bad thing. He said you either get elevated or you terminated. And in this sense, I understand that. So, just like how I said, villains are hurt, so they want to hurt other people. But when you're a hero, is that you don't want people to feel that same hurt again. So in a sense, I look at Deion Sanders as a hero. I started following him maybe over a year and a half ago, two years ago, because I understood there were some things that were motivating to me. It was inspiring to me. He says many things that can help uh, take, you, take you further in life. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm seeing from the, the young men that he has coached and the ones who are elevating from where they're at. So it, it's, it's all about how you view and how you respond to the hurt. So if we, can, if we really could, we can respond and be in those rooms in prominent positions so we don't have to come down on each other and have that crab in a barrel effect because that's what's been stigma in our minds already anyway. So we must come together, build and grow so we can go places we've never been before. Right. Now, let's talk about the Brittany Griner situation. Now, she, as of today, as of this recording, at the time of this recording, she has been released from Russia, from the UAE. Now she's on her way to the United States. And one thing that I've realized is that you can't please everybody because I understand Paul Westman, like, you know, he, he's been in jail for over four years now. You know, she was there for nine months, 10 months, but the exchange that happened, we, we break it down so much when we don't know exactly everything that goes on. So granted, she wasn't supposed to have what she had. She was she had a vape. But you got to understand that when you go over to, to other countries abroad, there are different rules that they have in place. And there are certain things that they want to barter with. So you become a you become an asset to them in, in, in a case because that's basically what it was. 
So when you get to Russia, from my understanding that you will have, if you're an American, you have people follow you around the entire time. And you can be uh, doing misdeeds and everything like that. And they get you when they want you. So that's exactly what happened. They didn't necessarily care about who she was. They just knew that you were an American, uh, a celebrity. And since you have that type of known uh, presence about yourself, then, yeah, they captivized capitalized on cap getting her being a captive so it's just like wait a minute so now you, you've taken this lady you've put her and and you, you you've jailed her you gave you gave her nine years this is all something that doesn't necessarily have to happen but i also understand that you know the merchant of death you know the guy that they traded for they were like this is just outrageous but you don't understand the ins and outs of what what actually goes on so again she's being villainized when, in a sense, it's like we must look at this in totality before we start criticizing exactly what happened, right? So by her being back home, that's a pain that people don't necessarily want to have to feel anymore. In life, it's all about how you respond. You have people in your life right now who are villains, and they only seek out to hurt you. But you have to understand that you need to reposition those people because they have no place where they currently reside. But if you give them space and opportunity, they will dismantle your thought process. They'll alter what you got going on when you know all in all that you're here for a bigger reason. You know, I think it was a saying that saying, how long can you, they love you long enough for you're the hero until you become the villain. Like everyone loved Dion maybe two weeks ago. Now, you know, he's being villainized on making a decision that he made to better himself. And I understand again, is bigger than just one person. I understand that. I get that. At the same time, he is setting the tone in order to get more people that look like him in those positions because they aren't just readily available for us, as in black people. They just aren't. And I look at politics in a different light as well. Just this past week, Senator Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock won his seat finally. You know, got to give him some cheers for that. He is just now, he's the first African American senator from the state of Georgia to be fully like he, this is, he's in for six years. So he has have a full six year career. Now he's going to be in for a full six years. He's the first one to be elected from the state of Georgia. He's the 11th black senator that we've ever even had. So that's what I'm saying. We need to get more people in these positions so it won't be as hard to gain this type of notoriety, to have better understanding and go places that we've never been before. Because when you've been structured with a zip code mindset, then you have a zip code mentality. You won't ever get out of that mentality because you refuse to grow from where you're at. So you can't bloom in, in, a, in a pot that you've outgrown. So it's time to go and reach across the aisle to see where we can really go from here without ostracizing relationships before we realize what's really in front of us and what we really want to do. So this is just very important, man. Just understand that in life you can't please everybody. And sometimes things will take longer than you expected them to. That's just how life goes. Now what's meant for you is meant for you. So before you compare and contrast what's going on in someone else's life, Understand that you are your own hero and don't become your own villain because that's what that that devil's advocate voice comes in. So you, you have a hero mindset, but you got a, a, a villainized mentality. 
So the mental is different. Your mindset and your mental can be two different things. But if you can come together and put those things together and build and grow, I'm telling you, you will do things that you haven't done before. Because when you speak, you spell. Words are spells. So we must come together and build and grow. That's what life is about. That's why I'm trying to help people not try because trying isn't an action word. What I'm doing is putting forth the best messaging consistently, remaining consistently consistent in all my endeavors because that's what's going to take me to the next level. That's what's going to take you to the next level. Team, together, everyone achieves more. That's what it's about. That's why it's important to come together. That we have more things in common than we do apart. We just have to realize that we got to set the ego to the side. We have to set the pride to the side. I'm glad BG is coming home. That that that's a great thing. Now, granted, she people have many things to say about why she was over there in the first place. But let's just be let's be careful on what we have to do moving forward. Let's be there for support. You know, there are a lot of things that go on and, and there will be many other situations just like a Deion Sanders and just like a Barack Obama where we we all coming in just, you know, it's all coming together. We just have to understand that the words that you use, the timing has to be right for what it is. Just like what I, I told you before in, the, in, in one of the last episodes about how the Negro League had a higher uh, attendance than the MLB for five years. But here it is. The society painted the Negro League as the villains, right? And the MLB wanted to be the hero. So since the Negro League got painted as a villain, they wanted to make it seem as if the Major League ice was colder than what the Negro League's ice was. That's why when they picked out Jackie Robinson, that's how a lot of things happen. When you can neutralize a person's mindset, you can take them off the message and you can take them off the goal. And that's kind of like what it was back then, because for five years, the Negro League had a higher attendance than the MLB. And the MLB could not understand why the whites and, and blacks only wanted to go to Negro League games for five years straight. Well, you've, if you villainize the situation, you put those words, and I told you words are spells. So if you start saying bad things about the Negro League and start taking things away or try to neutralize the messaging, then you, you get what you really want. And that's what happened. Because Jackie Robinson, don't get me wrong, groundbreaking person, he, he, he broke barriers for many, many people. But you have to understand that he wasn't even the best player at that time. In the 1940s, he was not the best player. It's just that they wanted to take someone and neutralize the messaging because why is it that one black player going to a white league when you have a league that's doing better than the white league, you, it's like their ice is not colder. So you villainized a, a whole organization because you felt some type of way. I told you, villains only want to hurt people because the world hurt them. The the world hurt their pockets. They were seeing that their their money was going to the black and brown communities and they couldn't understand that. But as a hero, we still, to this day, don't want people to feel the hurt we felt. <laughs> That's strong because you have to look at it, look at it in this totality right now for what's being said, what I what I just said. There are situations that happen in your life that are unfair. And the words that we use are going to be the pivotal brackets that can lead us to the ultimate championship. We got to go through many rounds. Just like if this was March Madness, we start off with a plethora of teams and then we break those brackets down. But just because your bracket is broken doesn't mean you can't come back the next year and win after that and win after that. Every time you, you think about giving up, you just got to remember that you have to keep moving forward. 
even if you win, you got to continue to do it again. If you lose, you got to try not to do that again. That hurt you don't want to feel. It's to be your own hero to your own story and understand that it's bigger than you. So we must come together, build, grow, and go places we've never been before. We got our own Negro League right now. We just don't realize that yet. There's something that you do that's great. People just don't know that you do it yet. There are many things that you could be doing that add value to people, but you, you give someone else's opinion more weight than you give your own. Come on, let's go. Like, do you think that I care about what people say about me coming and doing a podcast every single week? Like, why do you do that? Why? Because it's what I do. I do this for over 10,000. I've been doing it for over 10,000 hours. That's 416 days. Think about that. For over 416 days, I've been a, I'm an expert at my craft. That means I can, I can tell you the ins and outs of podcasting. I can show you how I'm in 60 countries right now. I can show you how I lost over 127 pounds. I can show you how I lost colon cancer. I can show you how I ran three, two marathons. I can show you how I ran eight half marathons. I can show you how I rode my bike 100 miles three times on my own. I can show you these things. That's why I say words are spells. When you speak, you spell out. Your future, no matter if you do it or not. And the only thing that you can tell how the future can go is how you based your life off the past. So reposition the people in your life and reposition your mindset in order to go to the places that you really want to go. Because once you start writing these things down, you start saying these things aloud, then your mind starts to believe the reality that you foresee. When you speak, you spell. Just think about that. Because people only get upset at the things they don't finish. So when you ask someone something they didn't finish, just Check their body language and see how they feel about whatever it is that you asked. Because when you say you can't do something, all you're doing is giving your mind uh, the 10 realities of the things that you did not finish. That makes you feel bad. It makes you in a bad place. Now your, your hindsight is no longer 2020 because you're all over the place because you can't even allocate the time necessary to get your thoughts together in the right way. Because you've already spoke all this negativity onto your life. But when you start speaking positive, you start speaking life into yourself, then it, it's an it's a outpouring of a domino effect. And that domino effect of positivity feels great. It's a great feeling. It's a beautiful feeling. My mom always says there are intentions and there are results. Everything else is an excuse. If your intent is to do good and the result is exactly that, then you don't have an excuse. But if, you can, if you're not consistently consistent and you had an intent, you had a result, and now you got an excuse for why you didn't do what you needed to be done. Let's go. We are in this together. Heroes and villains, you got to understand that everyone's situation is different. So you can only take parts and pieces of what it is that you see and allocate that to your life and see if it's really meant for you. Because what's meant for you will be for you. Just understand that everything happens in different seasons. Think about it. LeBron is is going to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record this year, right? He couldn't do that until year 20. It takes as long as it takes. Now, he did, and I, granted, some people can do things earlier, but it's all about the work and the, consistently, and the consistent effort that you put in. Be consistently consistent so you don't have to view yourself as a villain when you don't get things done. You are a hero in your own right. You just have to believe that. You have to achieve that, and then you repeat that. Believe, achieve, repeat. Those are the things that you have to do. I, there's no way that I would be in 60 countries right now if I didn't believe, I didn't achieve, and I didn't repeat these things that I do weekly. For 20 weeks, I give you 20 episodes. I am the rated the number three dead podcaster in the world by Podcast Magazine. I've been in uh, Men's Health Magazine. I, I've already had these publications, and I'm telling you, when, I'm, when I'm, I'm saying things, these things are actually happening. And I'm happy about that. 
Those are beautiful things. That's a beautiful thing to say. So just know that if you put forth the best effort and remain consistently consistent, life can change for you for the better. And you can change life for many others around you. Okay? And I say that with love. I say that with everything that's inside, man. Know that I love you. And there's nothing that you can do about that. I'm signing out, man. But this is great. I love y'all. This is episode 108, Primetime, Heroes and Villains. And on that note, I'm out. It's Clear Mind Fitness, baby. Let's go.